Hi, everyone. This is Fernando, your host of the Bar Exam Game Plan Podcast. I hope that you are doing well. And today I wanted to do another brief review of a topic under evidence. Specifically, when does evidence of liability insurance become admissible? It's a really important topic that comes up uh, periodically, and you do need to know it, whether it's for the essays or the MBE. Evidence that a person was or was not insured against liability is generally not admissible for the purpose of showing that that person acted negligently or wrongfully. So one of the things that will happen sometimes, and I used to do personal injury law, is if somebody ends up getting insured after an accident, right, then that sometimes is like, hey, you know what, they knew that this was a risky thing to do, and therefore they got insurance, and they are, they acted negligently, or they acted wrongfully. You can't do that, how generally. However, such evidence may be introduced for any other relevant purpose. So that includes to show ownership or to show control of something, right? And, and a common example is that of like a vehicle, right? To show that you own or controlled a vehicle. Also, uh, you can bring it in to show bias or pr- prejudice of a particular witness, okay? So to give you an example, uh, <clears throat> Dan, who is Joe's son, injures P in a traffic accident, you know, and uh, P being the, the plaintiff, right? So uh, when, when the plaintiff sues Joe, right, the dad, and Dan in a lawsuit, Joe, the father, claims that the vehicle belongs to his son, Dan, right? You know, the dad's saying like, you know what? Uh, Dan was driving, he is my son, and the vehicle belongs to him, right? And as a result, I don't have any liability whatsoever. However, if there is an applicable law where a vehicle owner is vicariously liable for its negligent operation by members of his household, you know, and this comes up often, if Joe, the dad, ended up purchasing liability insurance for the car, that can be admissible not to show negligence, not to show that, you know, there was any act of negligence, not that to show that there was any wrongful act, but to show that he owned or controlled the vehicle. Because if you don't own or control that vehicle, why would you be purchasing liability insurance for it, right? So then potentially that is a factor, that is a piece of evidence that can make it more likely, right? Help prove or disprove a particular fact at issue, whether Joe, right, is the owner of the vehicle or not, whether Joe had ownership or control of an instrumentality of a vehicle, right? So the rationale, just so that you know the background of this rule, so that if you need to talk about it in an essay, is that if evidence of insurance is made known, a jury might be tempted to resolve litigation against a party simply because, you know, the judgment would be paid by an affluent third party. Also, you may end up, you know, reaching the conclusion that they thought that, you know, they were uh, engaging in some sort of risky activity. And as a result, by getting that insurance afterwards, they, they, they know that uh, they shouldn't have. And it's also proof of them, you know, being liable. And that's how it tends to play out in the real world as well. 
you know, and it's not just in bar world, right? In the, the real world, you, you can bring in generally, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, evidence that a person was or was not insured against liability. So uh, I will leave you with that information. If you, again, you need to delve into it further, go for it. Uh, but for now, that is where we stand with respect to uh, when evidence of liability insurance is admissible or not admissible. All right. As always, wishing you good luck and great success. I'll catch you at the next episode. Bye. This episode is brought to you in part by Juno, the collective bargaining group here to get you the best rates on your student loans. To learn more, go to baregzamgameplan.info and click on the Juno logo.